Yes, hi. I am calling this number because I saw it on a bathroom wall, um, seeing if you're Brandy. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Brandy is Going to Hell. On this episode, I am so, so, so excited to have Maggie Friedman, also known as Maggie London Photo, and Olivia Borcheski, who recently released their sound and color coloring book, which features lots of artists that Maggie has photographed and Olivia Borcheski illustrated. And it's pretty rad because I am all for anybody who creates something in their spare time to kind of overcome the weird times that we're in. So props to them. As usual, I always kind of do my little intro here. And there's a couple things I just want to talk about. I recorded this intro on Monday night, November 2nd, uh, right before Election Day, and I'm going to be releasing this show on Wednesday, November 4th, Um, and I just kind of want to give my insight and my feelings before all of this kicks off, you know? Um, This is the third election I've ever voted in, and I take a lot of pride in electing people who can make the United States of America the best it can possibly be for all of its people. And I know we're not going to find out the results for quite some time. And you know what? Tomorrow's not even here yet, the third. So who knows what's going to happen tomorrow night and the rest of the week or when the results are even going to be here. But the one thing I do want to point out that has royally pissed me off for the past few months is when people say it's patriotic to support our 45th president. I'm going to say that it's just as patriotic, if not even more so, to want positive change and to elect a 46th president. We need somebody in that will make a difference. I see nothing wrong with having ideologies that stand with humanity, science, professionalism and transparency over hate, ignorance, money, hiring your unqualified friends and lies. Bottom line, there's no gray area. It's either you do something that's right or you do what's wrong. And I really feel like you kind of have to go with the lesser evil in this situation, kind of like how I felt in 2016 when I voted. You got to pick the person who's not going to destroy the United States. And I feel like Trump has done exactly that. I can't find a single person who's voted for Trump that can say anything positive that he's done because everything they say gets, you know, pretty much debunked right away. So I just want to say that I'm very thankful for Headcount and Rock the Vote for providing any and all info regarding on how to vote when to vote, and more by state. They were amazing resources, and I got to know um, both of those organizations a little bit better, especially Headcount with working through them directly with our band uh, Silver Sun Pickups um, at Q Prime. So I used them as a resource 100%, and they were so informative, and Rock the Vote is always inspiring people in the rock scene to get out and vote and stand up for what's right. And they're both nonpartisan Um, and that's fine because like you should vote who you want to, who you want to vote for. And I get that. And just going out and voting in the first place is actually doing something. And I, I respect that because I think if everybody who went and voted, um, who marched outside of the white house in 2016, when Trump got elected, probably wouldn't be in the situation we've been in the, for the past four years. So I hope everyone went out and vote. I hope everybody feels like their voice has been heard. And no matter who gets in, 
moving forward, everybody needs to make a difference uh, in the world around them, whether it's in your community or in a bigger in a bigger capacity. This is my platform where I get to speak on and, you know, have my opinion and hopefully someone will listen and be inspired by it. So that's what I'm here to do. And, you know, I carry that with me through me every day in life. You know, I really don't sugarcoat anything on the Internet or face to face. So um, I hope that anybody who listens feels that authenticity within me and stands up to do a better thing for themselves and the world because that's what it's all about, man. Make yourself the best version that it can be and then let that spill over into helping your community and your country and the world. Uh, It's a ripple effect, a good attitude and being a good person and sticking up for everybody really does. That is a contagious thing, I think, at the end of the day. So thank you for listening to my little political rant there. And whatever the results are, you know, we're all one. We all bleed the same color blood. And I know I've said that on a previous podcast. And it honestly doesn't ring truer than now and this whole year. Uh, We just need to be looking out for our brothers and sisters across the country and the world and uh, realize we're not all too different from each other. What else is going on in my world? My roommate is a hot sack of crap. Other than that, um, I was lucky enough to go to England for three weeks to visit my husband. Um, A lot of people have asked me about the traveling process Uh, especially abroad. So I think I'll go over that for a second. I went to England between September 19th and October 11th. And it was honestly a very flawless process Um, for an American. uh, My husband and I got married on June 28th. He had to fly back to England on June 30th because that's when his visa expired. And He is a roadie, so his job revolves around being on the road and traveling. And guess what? Because of the pandemic, not really able to do that right now. So because he doesn't get another work visa probably for America until sometime in 2021, uh, and he wasn't able to get an appointment at the embassy until December 31st, I was like, wow, I need to go there, you know. We got married because he's, you know, my my uh, my anchor and I couldn't imagine not hanging out with him for that long. So I went there for three weeks uh, right before my sister's marriage. Um, I wanted to quarantine for two weeks before she got married to play it safe and to respect everybody around me. And the process, like I said, was extremely flawless. I bought my ticket. I signed up on the UK government website about where I'm going to go quarantine for two weeks when I arrive and did just that. I showed up in JFK and the attendant um, was kind of wrong when asking about specific information. He was like, oh, do you have your negative COVID test? And I was like, no, I don't because it wasn't on the checklist So he went to go talk to, you know, I guess an official and he came back and he apologized um, about being incorrect, which is cool. You know, it's the the rules change every few seconds, um, it seems like nowadays. So 
I got on the plane and when I had my stop over in Ireland, they asked me a few questions. Where am I going to be staying? Do I have a return flight booked? And just like that, I was in England ready to rock and roll. And I stayed there for three weeks. I quarantined for two weeks up in Sunderland. Uh, They never came out to check, which is, you know, fine, I guess. They can't keep track of everybody. But um, I was safe up there with Mike. And then we went down toward where he lives in the St. Neots area and spent a week there. And it was fantastic. It was nice to kind of have this change of pace from being in my apartment from March until... September. I'm not going to complain because, you know, I've been working and stuff, but, you know, it's really hard to be creative and, you know, think outside the box when you're confined to your space and being with your shitty ass roommate and um, just kind of like not able to escape this bubble of where you eat, you sleep, you worry and all that jazz. So it was really nice to get away for a couple of weeks and I'm grateful I got to do it. And I worked from home from England on American hours. So I worked from 3 p.m. to midnight on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, three weeks in a row. Uh, I did take off Thursday and Friday of the last week because I just kind of wanted to spend time with, you know, Mike and his family. Uh, It was wonderful to get to know all of them a little bit better because, you know, I've only really got to meet them on long weekends here and there, probably years apart, like one year for a long weekend, the next year for a long weekend. So it was really special to kind of spend more time and laugh and tell stories and all that jazz. And coming back was equally as easy. Going home, you know, that's all I really had to say. They asked if I had a nice stay and I said, yeah. And there I was back in America. I know that like It's our civil duty to not be traveling and not be out and about, but I see no harm really. And as long as you follow the rules and protect the people around you and stuff like that, you should go travel. (laughs) Like, I understand like what kind of ridiculous like circumstance we're in, but uh, my creative soul needed it. I really felt trapped in my uh, space where I'm supposed to work and be creative and produce things and it was really nice to kind of hit the reset button because it's been a it's been a rough year and I'll say that I'm very grateful that I got to work have a job have a roof over my head have a caring family but at the end of the day there's still you know drama happening behind closed doors in your real life that you can't attend to or you can't escape and it kind of stares you in the face even harder. Luckily though, I will say I am a human of many, many, many hobbies. So even if I am here or not abroad or traveling, I have lots of lots to do. I have like art projects and I have a fish tank and I have a pet rabbit and I'm also probably OCD. So I'm always busy. I'm always cleaning. I'm always doing something. Um, You know, I've been filing my uh, record collection through Discogs and I've just, I just really keep it. I really keep all facets of my life in motion. I'm really not a sedentary person. So 
Hell yeah to that. Uh, Coming up soon, not right now, but in the near future, I'm going to make a very detailed blog post about starting your own aquarium. And that's a live plant aquarium. So you can basically build your own ecosystem in your apartment. And it's cool to look at when you're stoned. Without further ado, I am so, so, so excited to introduce my good friend Maggie Friedman, also known as Maggie London Photo on Instagram, for her wonderful, wonderful, wonderful concert photography. She photographs for major labels. She's at every single music festival, capturing things for publications. She's just an overall bad ass. I was lucky enough to have her as one of my interns at Q Prime, and she's just an overall like badass and go-getter, and I love that about her. And she started this project with her friend Olivia Borcheski, and Olivia's handle on the internet is Olivia Borch. And she illustrated all of Maggie's concert photography for this awesome coloring book called Sound and Color. It is just such a beautifully done book. It's got a nice shiny cover and the inside is super cool. It has uh, basically all of Maggie's concert photography illustrated and it's paired with a Spotify listen code. And when you're greeted, there's this wonderful master playlist where you can listen to all the music uh, in order of which it appears in the book. And I think it's just so smart and thoughtful how they went about doing this. And I'm really excited for you to hear their story firsthand from them because why would you want to hear it from me? So without further ado, Maggie Friedman and Olivia Borcheski on their Sound and Color coloring book. So guys, it's so nice to be here. Uh, We have Maggie Friedman, uh, also known as Maggie London, and Olivia Borcheski. They just released a book on August 31st called Sound and Color. Congrats. (laughs) That is so awesome. I wanted to have you guys on the show, A, because I've been friends with Maggie forever. I think she's an amazing photographer. And I was just introduced to you, Olivia, uh, through the release of this book. And it all came to a surprise. Just saw it on my Instagram feed one day. And I'm like, cool. I love when people create things because that's... Just creating and starting is what it's all about. So um, I would love it if you could both briefly talk about like how this concept came to life. I know the intro is in the coloring book. So everybody who buys it gets that like brief intro. But I would love to hear you guys go in more detail about it. Olivia, I feel like you should start us off. Totally. So I'm still in college. And at the end of every year for my program, I'm a graphic design major. Just just to put that out there. <laughs> so I have to like basically do an end of the year portfolio, which shows like a variety of the work that I did throughout the year. And I this I was trying to like come up with like one last project, something that was like kind of different from everything else that I had. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to throw together like a coloring book. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. So then I texted Maggie and I was like, hey, can I like draw a couple of your photos for class? Like, I just want to like get this project done, like just for school, whatever. And then Maggie was like, yeah, of course. So as I was doing it, I was just like sending her some of the illustrations I was doing. And she was just like screaming. And we came to the conclusion of just like making it a reality. And that was like the big bulk of the summer for me is working on this. That's super cool. So what school do you go to? 
School of Visual Arts okay. in Manhattan. Yeah, she's right. I was definitely, when she says I'm screaming, I'm usually yelling about something. I'm, I'm a very excited human being, but I, I remember she sent me the first drafts and I was like, no, we really might have something here. Like this, I feel like this would be something people would actually buy. Yeah, it's not just cool. something that's, you know, a necessity for a school project. It's something that I actually think could be not just profitable, but enjoyable, especially because as everyone's aware, it's been a very tumultuous year and it's hard to be creative when you're kind of confined to your house and you can't go to shows and you can't see people and you can't, you know, live your normal life. So we were like, how can we feel like we're still doing something music adjacent without being at a show? And it just became a passion project. And it took probably about four months to get done. It took a long time to like finalize everything, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. That's awesome. And so in the intro also it talks about you both met at a concert six years ago so what concert was that and then what was your exact encounter because i feel like graphic design and photographer i mean unless you were photographing uh, yourself so how did you guys meet and what concert was i photographing that show olivia i don't even yeah. remember okay so we we technically met on the internet if that make if that okay. is like the, the technically where we started talking to each other but when we say we met as in like the first time we ever spoke to each other in person was at a concert yeah. so it was at for this band called set it off um, okay yeah it was 2014 i think yeah so it was like six years ago and change uh i think i was photographing the show it was like right at the beginning of my photography career um yeah that was the show that we met at <laughs> cool but what were you doing olivia just like on well on the internet so that was like your first encounter sorry yeah so okay. I was I think I was still I think I was maybe early high school and I had just been like <laughs> taking art classes like I didn't really have like a direction of what I wanted to do I was just going to shows for fun and oh just wow made all of my baby. friends on the internet <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's crazy you know, you know it's bad you know it's bad when Olivia makes me feel old and I'm not even old <laughs> like, I, she's like my youngest friend no because Olivia just recently turned 21 and I'm 24 so like I, I when I met her I was 18 and she was 15 so it was like yeah it was crazy and I really had that show was one of the first shows I really ever like seriously photographed I was probably six months into like I want to do photography at that point so it was I think that was the first time an artist ever even shared my photo or something it was a really long time ago that. yeah um, Olivia and I have worked together on a lot of projects because I trust her with my life on everything like I just know she'll get it done all the time but also, like, I like her. <laughs> I enjoy being talking to her. Like, we, when you have to sit with someone on five-hour Zoom calls going through, like, painstaking details of projects, like, you want it to be someone you like talking to because, you know, it can be a lot to have to do that kind of stuff. So I always try to hire her when I can for whatever. That's awesome. Uh, I noticed, like, in the book itself, there's a wide range of musical genres. And actually, you threw me for a curveball there because I didn't think it was going to – I. I honestly, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, cool. Like, did Maggie, like, pick Olivia to, like, make this book? But, like, no, I just found out that Olivia wanted to do a project for school. So how cool is that? Yeah. So <laughs> when to make this actual book transpire, pa like, past, you know, uh, an assignment for school, like, how did you pick the photos from your collection then? Or how did that come about? Because there's a wide range and... You know, did you pick your favorites or is there a rhyme and reason to what you you went with? 
yeah, I I think there were a few factors that went into the choosing. I mean, obviously I'm biased. I picked some of the, some bands I just really like and I wanted to include like some of the photos that we put in there are just what I would consider quintessential photos of mine that like when you think of my photography, you probably think of those photos. But for the rest of them, we went back and forth a few times. There were some that we chose and then we she would draw and then we were both like, that looks really bad drawn. Mm. Uh, so there was a little bit of back and forth on just deciding not just what's an iconic kind of image, but also what would translate well as a drawing and what would make sense to color. Um, I tried to think of what was like a most powerful position of every artist and what really represented them. But I also, I, I'm glad you pointed out the variety because we also wanted to make sure there was a wide variety of genres because we wanted more people to want to buy it. Yeah. But like we could have definitely done rock bands yeah, and then everyone sorry, wouldn't no. maybe not have been interested. So, you know, it was trying to get a wider range of people to be like, oh, that's cool. I like Post Malone or, oh, that's cool. I like Dua Lipa or whatever else, because those two people probably don't necessarily share the same fans. So it's mm-hmm. kind of trying to like go outside of our friends and the people we know and getting people who have no idea who we are to say that's cool I want to buy that yeah I think it definitely does a great job for somebody to be like "Ooh, like you know somebody might buy this book because there's a Billie Eilish like coloring in it right but they might be like oh who's Cage the Elephant or who is Muse and I think that is really cool (laughs) (laughs) you're biased I am. I am ready to say the two artists that were at her company. <laughs> no, I think that's really rad, and um, I just think it's special because honestly, I bought the book because I just support you as a friend, Aww. and I didn't know what was in there. So I'm like, oh wow, that's yeah. so cool to see those two artists. And then it's also like, you know what? Like, I really don't listen to some of these other artists. I'm more of like a rockhead, you know. So it's like really cool that that um kind of exists because you get to learn a little bit more about you know go out of your comfort zone to be like hmm you know what's this i like that um so as you open sound and color you're greeted with a master playlist and i noticed that there's two songs per artist how did you go about picking those two songs and what really made you pick the songs that were on the page uh next to the actual image I so I see Maggie giving uh, Olivia the nod like, there. We were just trying to like put the entire book together. <laughs> we were like putting the book together on InDesign on Zoom and I was screen sharing. And as we were like putting it together, there was like a, we were contemplating whether if we wanted to put like an illustration next to an illustration, if there should be an illustration next to white space. And we had concluded that we wanted to put white space, but then it felt blank. So First, I initially had the idea of like creating a playlist and I threw together the playlist cover. We did it in like maybe a half an hour, putting everything together, like going through each page and picking like some of our favorite songs by the artists that we feel like are representative of them, but also like some deep cuts that like some people might not listen to right off the bat. And then we picked the actual like codes that was Maggie's idea to put in the blank space that's really next cool to the illustration I like that yeah so and we just well we kind of picked like we were going back and forth between doing like two songs and like three songs I'm just looking mm. at the book right now that's why I'm like off to the side <laughs> <laughs> but um based on like well Maggie and I both have like a similar music taste but it's also kind of different so like like, for example, I like Post Malone and I'm more familiar with him than Maggie is. So, like, 
whoever we felt more comfortable like picking a song that like represents them we would kind of just like take initiative and choose okay. that song mm -hmm. but yeah that was kind of the process of it that's really cool yeah and it was it was also like looking at the drawing and thinking about it from the perspective of what makes sense um yeah so for example there's a drawing of maggie rogers in there and she has a song called retrograde and the design is very like star moon kind of base and we're like oh that's clever that looks like it was intentional so it was both trying to you know not go to like the most popular Billie Eilish song would maybe pick like something that's more of a b-side or a deeper cut and like trying to get people outside of like what's necessarily radio popular and maybe like what they wouldn't notice the first time they listened to an artist and you know it was it was fun it really did I, I thought the Spotify QR code ended up being like a great idea because yeah it's free like, it, I mean for any artist in the book it's free promotion right like yeah, exactly. I think that's really cool like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it from a business perspective. I'm like, we have all these pages. We're paying per page to print this book. Like, why would we just use this blank space? We got to put something in here that, like, if the artist, like, found out about it, they're like, oh, that's actually cool. And that's actually doing something to promote my music. And I was like, well, we're already doing a playlist. And we're putting the playlist in the book. Like, what if we just put individual songs on every page? And we were like, oh, that's a good idea. It was kind of like a mutual yeah. Uh, 2 a.m. on Zoom, like, probably I've been talking for four hours, like, oh, man, wait a minute, that, that might be an idea there, but um, I'm really, I'm glad we did that, because I feel like it really tied everything together. It looks yeah. like a cohesive thought. Yeah, that was really cool. I was very impressed when I opened it. I was like, wow, what a cool idea. That was really rad. So um, I noticed that you guys picked blurb.com to sell and self-publish, uh, self so what was the process like, um, kind of shopping around for this concept as far as distribution and publishing. Cause I feel like mm. I like, cause I'm curious. Cause like, I feel like one day I'd want to write a book, but like, I just, since you went through this process already, like as far as, you know, what kind of paper and then the publishing process, and I'm sure you get a certain cut and they get it. So how does, how did you pick, why did you pick blurb? Yeah. So it was a lot of trial and error, uh, I will say that the average way to print a book is you order a bulk amount of said book. So like, let's say you are writing a book, you probably order at least 250 copies of said book, thinking the book will sell at least X number of copies. We were like, not sure how many of them would sell at all. Or if, I mean, we were both like, if we sell 20, great. Like, I mean, we, we had no idea. I mean, times are tough financially for people and yeah. we didn't want to like, buy a hundred or 200 books and then be out the money and then not sell them and have them sitting around in our houses. Plus we also, with everything going on with the post office, we were worried about being responsible for shipping them mm. and like getting them to people in a timely manner. And we knew if we went through a printing company that was doing the printing and the shipping, it would probably be faster than us getting everything done ourselves and cheaper, most likely. So we had it down to a couple choices. It was between blurb and do you remember what the other one? I don't even remember what the other one was called at this point. It's called uh, Lulu. Lulu. Mm, okay. Yeah. We got both of them, and we or what we decided to do is order a test copy okay, of both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other one was like we, we were we were leaning towards Lulu on paper because we were like it's bigger, the like it's eight and a half by eleven as opposed to eight by ten. Like it just had all these specs that made us lean towards it. We liked the paperweight better, like, and then we got it in the mail, and, and we weren't really happy with the print quality. It was like the black ink was very brown it was kind of strange it had like a lot of weird strange issues that i think would probably only be a problem for our type of book and wouldn't be an issue like if you were printing probably anything else yeah, it would work, but yeah. 
the blurb one was really good quality. So we ended up going with that because it was relatively inexpensive per book. It was, we still made a decent enough profit margin, but it was also quality. We felt like we were selling something that like looked like it was worth $20. Yeah. When you're selling something for $20, it's got to fit the $20 quality. So, you know, that was kind of how we came to the decision. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I really like the, uh, the cover. Oop, sorry. The cover. <laughs> Banging everything around the cup. Yeah. I thought it was really wonderful quality. Plus it's like a coloring book. So you have to have those like sharp lines, um, mm-hmm. when coloring and yeah, I thought it just came out beautiful. And I loved how you uh, wrote your thank yous with, you know, your penmanship. <laughs> super, oh, Olivia can tell you how bad my handwriting is. I'm sitting there and I'm telling her like everything she needs to fix with how awful it is. I have absolutely <laughs> despicable handwriting. So it's Maggie, really like, it's like her Maggie literally like, so- you literally hand oh. wrote it and sent me a photo and like the lines were like all over the place and I had to manually like take each line and Photoshop and just like make it straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> but she fixed it to the point where it looks like I wrote it and my handwriting is that good and that's what matters. What? But so that's not even your handwriting? The, the, my... Damn. I was like anyone who actually knows me knows I have absolute <laughs> trash handwriting so they're like that's that's suspicious. You that's know? a fun like, little story. It's definitely not that nice. Cool. So I just have to ask, because it's not my forte, how does this work legally? So I know that you're making money off of your art, but like as far as using people's likeness and stuff and then the Spotify elements, I'm just curious, is there weird loopholes or did you just wing it and be like, you know, do it now and then if we, you know, if, well, how does it work? Technically, yeah, so technically copyright law works as if we were to sell the photo of them. So if I was to sell a print of an artist, I would technically up to a hundred something copies I'm allowed to do it but I always get consent I like to get consent from management when I sell prints because right. I don't want to get you don't want the risk to risk the artist or their management or whatever never wanting to work with you again because right. you are you are technically profiting off their likeness when it's a drawing of them that's a loophole it's like the same rule as like someone parried par- parodying a song I could not say that word mm-hmm. um because you're technically not selling the actual image of that person you are drawing it and selling it so technically there is no legal thing the only thing you could get in legal trouble for is if you print the like album titles i think was like the only thing we ran into because when we were doing the songs we wanted to put the titles of things Mm -hmm. and you can print song titles but you can't print album titles because that's considered royalty you would have to pay them um especially if it's like a unique name for said album uh but other than that Okay. I don't believe we ran into any legal issues. No okay. one's yelled at us. So yeah, I was, yet. I was just really <laughs> curious about that. Um, as you can imagine, you know, just like being in that management world. Right. I just was curious, you know. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Then Because like I figured like it's your art that you're selling. So it's like not right. actual. But I just kind of was worried about that blurred line of likeness. But if it's art, mm-hmm. then it's like I completely get it. Yeah. Um, because it's like a technically it's like a second level. So like the photos are my copyright. So you don't have to worry about like anybody else's photo or like any other copyright in that way. And then the, obviously the artist Olivia's copyright. So because of that, we were fine. But um, yeah, if we were to include any actual any of the actual photos like in the book, like to be colored or whatever, we would have a problem probably. But awesome. We did everything we could to make sure we stayed above board. We didn't end up in a situation where we would get sued. No, <laughs> Nobody yeah, wanted cool. to do no, that. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you asked that. I'm just I answered that because I'm just I was just yeah. curious, you know. 
Um, cool. So I want you guys to kind of take over the floor a little bit because, I mean, I think I've – I mean, unless you guys want to add anything, like, specifically about the project, like, we covered all the bases, I think. But I kind of want you to tell everybody where, how they can find your book, uh, coloring book, and, you know, where they can find you on the internet and all that jazz. You want to go ahead, Olivia? Yeah. So our book is currently on Blurb. If you search Sound and Color, a tribute to live music, it should come up. But we also have an Instagram page at Sound and Coloring where that link is just probably the easiest place to find it. <laughs> we also have some fun animations on there of our pages just for a different perspective on them. You can find me at Olivia Borch on Instagram, B-O-R-C-H. <laughs> My last name's too crazy. That so. is pretty wild. Had to, <laughs> had to shorten it. Maggie. <laughs> it's true. I, I've known Olivia a lot of years and it took me until about this year to spell it correctly. So um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very bad um yeah you can find me on pretty much every social media it's maggie lndn photo standing for london you can also find the link to the book in both of our uh if you click the link in our instagram bios there's a link tree and it'll yes. say coloring book and you can click that and it'll lead you to that you can also find me on twitch at realm chat which uh, i do with my friend beth and we interview a bunch of creatives so that's a really fun show and that's about it for me <laughs> Cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Is there anything else you want to add in general? Are you good? Brandy, should we tell them how we know each other? Sure. So Maggie uh, was my intern at Q Prime, and I thought she was, like, really just a go-getter, and that's why I hired her. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. There's two photos in the, the book of Cage and of Muse, and they're both taken from when I was interning there. They're both from 2017. So. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that exact. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's sick. So the one's from Bonnaroo, and the Muse one's from the Summer Stage show. Awesome. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I always support Maggie. She's an amazing photographer. And uh, as you know, like, because I'm really stoked that you and Olivia did this project um, because there is no touring. So you can't photograph crap right now. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I have so much like love and respect for people that are kind of like recreating the wheel to make it work in these weird times. And, you know, like you guys are, you know, self-starters. And I have so much respect for people who go out on a women do that so that's why i'm having you know, on the show so i can kind of put your work on a pedestal <laughs> thank you cool so thanks for doing this of course. Yeah, of course anytime and there you have it maggie friedman and olivia borcheski of sound and color their latest live music coloring book if you want to grab their coloring book, you can check them out on at Sound and Coloring on Instagram, link in bio to purchase, or it's on blurb.com. I'm Brandy Lucas, and you're listening to Brandy is Going to Hell. You can find me anywhere on the internet at Brandy Lucas. That's Brandy with an I, Lucas with a K. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, so much for all of your support. I am so grateful to have all of you um, who listen through in my life, and there is lots more to come, and I'm excited to share it with you. If you want to check out any of my other rants or writings, it's all on brandyisgoingtohell.com. Until next time, peace out, motherfuckers.